The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network. Work. You're listening to Jones and Brown. Both of you are crazy. Both Mike Jones and John Brown. The world famous Jonesy and Brown show. Welcome. That is Mike Jones. I am John Brown. I was all set to bring Mike Jones in so we could talk a lot more basketball. Big Sixers game the other day. Sixers go up there. Uh, since they go up there. Sixers host the Chicago Bulls. Beat the Chicago Bulls. But we got football to start with. Major football trade happening on Tuesday. Jones, do you want to break it down? So, apparently, the Carolina Panthers are willing to listen to offers for Christian McCaffrey. Okay. All right. Per Adam Sheff, that was reported today. Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. is staying with the Green Bay Packers. That as was far, reported today. Uh, as far and real quick, I don't want anyone to ever say Brett Favre did not teach Aaron Rodgers a thing or two <laughs> when they drafted him. And you remember when, you remember when they drafted uh, when when Brett Favre was in Green Bay, and mm-hmm. they drafted Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and the big thing was would Brett Favre kind of. You know, teach Aaron, teach Aaron would he Rodgers, tutor him on the field, him? and people were like, "Nah, no," nah, you know, you know. And Brett was like, "That's not what I'm here for. I'm here to win football games, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever." Yeah, he's 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 been tutoring. He was tutoring Aaron Rodgers just fine. He definitely learned the off-field record lessons for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Rodgers, and, and, Aaron, the and the Aaron, and the Aaron Rodgers story was interesting because mm-hmm. first he's staying, and then there were outlets reporting that he signed a four-year, two hundred million dollar extension to make him the highest-paid player in the NFL, and then Aaron Rodgers himself makes a statement saying that he is staying, but he didn't, in quotes, sign any deal. So I don't know what's going on with the state of his contract, but he is staying in Green Bay. Okay. All right. Is that it? Is that, is that it for NFL news? They fr- great Staying in Green Bay, they also hey. put the franchise tag on Devontae Adams today. Mm-hmm. It's a busy day in the NFL today. Very busy day in the NFL today. Mm. And and on top of all of that, the Denver Broncos traded Drew Locke, Noah Fant, to the Seattle Seahawks. Wow. And you asked me, do I why why would the Seahawks be interested in trading for Noah Fett as a backup quarterback? They weren't. Mm-hmm. They're in the market for a starter because they also got in Seattle from Denver two first round picks, two second round picks, mm. 
and they gave up Russell Wilson in a fourth round pick to Denver. So Russell Wilson's in the AFC West with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, and now Russell Wilson. Mm. Murderers row. <laughs> that's a real that's a real division. Uh, that's that's that right there. That's 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 murderers row right there of of, of quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Imagine you you know you you are out of uh out of conference team. And you get the AFC West in your – who has the AFC West this, uh, this season? That's a good question. If anyone's watching, anyone's listening, yeah, t- tell us that. Russell Wilson's gone, man. What's that got to do with us? A lot of people were saying that, hey, you know, Eagles might be a quarterback away. Russell Wilson might want out. We got a bunch of first – we got three first-round picks. Why don't we make a package for Russell Wilson? Now that that now that that call is out, now we can't do that. Now that the Eagles cannot do that, do you th- did they make a mistake? No, not not in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Because in my opinion, and let's be clear, mm-hmm. I've said this before, and I've said it again. Mm-hmm. I do not believe Jalen Hurts is the answer at the long, long-term answer at the quarterback position. You have said that, yes. That being said, I think with all this movement activity we're seeing in the quarterback market this year, mm-hmm. it does present the Eagles a major opportunity to be players in next year's quarterback market. Mm-hmm. My my dream path to that, the ideal path to that scenario is you have three first-round picks this year, as you just noted. Trade one of them into a next-year pick. Turn one of them into a next-year pick. Then you go into next year with two picks, and you have the assets to hop to get in the top of a much better quarterback class draft or a draft with a much better quarterback class, you'll have the ammo to go get your guy then. And in the meantime, you you give Jalen Hurts the year. Maybe he does develop. Maybe he shuts me up and proves me wrong. We've seen mm-hmm. quarterbacks make jumps before. So it, he's making, what, second-round pick money, so it gives you the opportunity to retool the roster, retool the team in a way that is more sustainable long-term than giving up how you just gave up for, if you're Denver for four top picks, first round picks matter in the NFL pick 32 Mm -hmm. matters in the NFL. Second round picks matter in the NFL pick 64 matters in the NFL. Not like the NBA, where once you get to past the lottery, you roll. Even in the back half of the lottery, sometimes you're rolling the dice on what you're getting in the NBA. Baseball, mm-hmm. you could draft guys who never turn into players. NFL, you take a first round pick. You in the NFL, you <laughs> in the, you you spend a first round pick. You want a player. <laughs> 
you, you just put something on the screen that threw me off. I got distracted. I, I, I did that. I did that on purpose. <laughs> but but real quick, I mean, just, just to tag on what you said, because that's something that you and I talk about every year come draft time. Mm-hmm. When, when a football team drafts, I expect their first round draft pick and, their, and to an extent their second round draft pick to mm-hmm. be on the field on opening day. I don't think that's an unfair. I expect the first round pick to be a starter. Yeah, the the uh, yes, starter. Yes, I expect and I expect the second round pick, even if he doesn't start, to be play to be a major contributor. He's in the he's not just playing three four snaps a game. He's really playing. I'll you know, and my my reference point had always been those two years of draft picks. When the Eagles got Macklin, Deshaun mm-hmm. Jackson, mm-hmm. and Shady McCoy, mm-hmm. I think it was what Deshaun in the first round, Shady in the second round, and then the next year Macklin in the first round. All Deshaun, of those, Deshaun was a second rounder. What was the first round that year? Well, e- e- either way, bottom line, you see the point. You see where I'm mm-hmm. getting. At. You see the point that I'm making. But they were drafting guys who. Impact guys. Impact guys, guys that you could insert in in the starting lineup. And mm-hmm. that's where I feel like the, that's where I feel like the Eagles were. I feel like I was very impressed by the intangibles of Jalen Hurts. I was impressed by the way he played the role mm-hmm. of quarterback. He was somebody who came in week in and week out, said the right things. And I and I feel like and and I say that to say I don't feel like he did it in a way where his play was so bad that it negates that where it almost turns that into the like it turns that into a bad thing. Oh no! You know, like, like, like I I I say it this way, and I'll just mm-hmm. interject real quick. I like mm-hmm. everything about Jalen Hurts except his arm. Yes, I I like his leadership. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I like the way he t- he took ownership of the team. Mm-hmm. He's obviously a popular person in the locker room, and 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 the thing about it is he's got a lot of vet. He he went into a locker room with a lot of guys who want to chip together. Mm-hmm. So I think it's hard <laughs> for a rookie. For or, or for a younger player who was not in that locker room when that happened, to win that locker room around, to do that in that locker room, to go into a locker room and win over a Jason Kelsey, to win over a Zach Ertz when he was here, to win over a, a, a Lane Johnson, to get those guys in tow. What's up? It, so, how much easier do you think that transition was made? Considering the Carson Wentz fiasco of last year, while Hertz was on the bench, well, uh, I think that kind. Of, I'm not saying you're wrong about what mm-hmm. you're saying, but I think that that kind of eased the process. I think it. Well, I, I think it does, but I also think it, it it speaks it it speaks to everything that we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. In the sense that, I think those guys were committed to Carson too. Absolutely. Until, until the time came to make a change. Mm-hmm. And I think the way I'm just I think the way Jalen was able to 
be the good soldier. He didn't complain. He wasn't mm-hmm. trying to undermine that, or, undermine yeah. Carson Wentz. He let that play out, and then when it was his time, he wouldn't play. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that went a long way with the team in mm-hmm. letting helping them see who Jalen Hurts is as a leader, who he is as a man. Yeah, I, I honestly I feel like. Hertz played well enough to not have a problem with giving him a longer look. Yeah, he played well enough to get next year. Yeah, he he played well enough that if if the Eagles are unsure, he went and to I the feel playoffs like, as a first year as a starter. Went went to the went to the playoffs, and, and I feel like honestly the, the Eagles are in a are in a, a rare position. Whereas they were a rebuilding team mm-hmm. who kind of overachieved, mm-hmm. but uh, they overachieved and took an, and took advantage of the bar being lowered just a little bit because they extended the playoffs and allowed more teams in. If this was the you know if this was the playoffs from a couple of years ago, Eagles would have been on the outside looking in. But nonetheless, playoffs is playoffs, mm-hmm. so therefore you get you get that experience. But they did not play. They're in a position where they they can continue. You know, they can stay the course. They were going into this season. Hey, let's look. What, let's look at what we have with this quarterback. Let's look at what we have with some of these younger pieces, and let's take advantage of these draft picks and continue to add. To, you know, let's, we'll have some cap space, and we can. And we can rebuild. We were rebuilding. This was a rebuilding team, even though they don't like to use that term mm-hmm. too much, you know, at the Novacare Center. Uh, I still think there are rebuilding teams, yes, to be honest. Yes, and, and, and that's – but what I'm saying is that is that is that is what's rare about this situation, whereas many times you might think, oh, they made the playoffs. Maybe we can speed this up a little bit. No. Maybe we're maybe we're maybe we are farther ahead than we thought we were because we thought we had a team that wasn't that good and they made the playoffs. No, we had a team that we thought that wasn't that good that made the playoffs, but we can still rebuild. And honestly, I think the situation is honestly probably more similar to Denver post Peyton Manning. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Was, not, fact, not not post Peyton Manning, pre Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. You had a team that needed a quarterback. They were struggling. Um, what was the kid who was the quarterback? Big six eight guy. He wasn't getting it done. And then not, Tebow. Not, okay. And then Tebow came in. And not not Paxton Lynch, right? Was it Paxton Lynch? It was before Paxton Lynch. I can't remember his name, but it's irrelevant because I wanted to get to the Tebow era. In the Tebow era, you had a quarterback who the guys played hard for. Everybody liked him. He was a good leader. You liked everything about the kid but his arm. He struggled, had slow starts in first halves. Somehow in second halves, he found enough to get enough done to get to get wins. Although, to be fair, the team had to restructure their whole offensive style to do it. Kyle Orton. And they snuck it to the... Kyle Orton. Kyle Orton was was the guy. 
and then they snuck into the playoffs that year, and they even won a playoff game. They went a step further than to the Eagle than the Eagles. They actually won a playoff game, beat and Pittsburgh. It, but and, but what that does is that it almost puts you in a position where even though the front office knows you don't have the guy at quarterback, mm-hmm. you can't just shove him out the door unless you have a Peyton Manning to replace yeah. him. Yeah. So the Eagles don't have that Peyton Manning coming in to replace him. So and, so they oh, almost have to give him that this next year of the extra look so that people can see. So even if the Eagles know what it is, the fans – will be able to see as well. Like, yeah, this isn't the guy. To me, I kind of... Or it is the guy, maybe. To me, I, I kind of put this, compared this to the summer before we drafted, uh, the, the off season before we drafted uh, Carson Wentz. In a sense that I, I need, if there is a if there is a quarterback for this team, Mm-hmm. That's better than Jalen Hurts. I need to be sold on that guy. And here's and here's the advantages. What do you mean sold? I I, I, I wasn't what? familiar with Carson Wentz. Okay. Before that draft. So to, to move on from Hurts, you need somebody who yeah, somebody is a guaranteed need, upgrade. A, a guaranteed upgrade, or somebody needs to break it down to me. Like to, this is the joy of you and I having a podcast and actually having some connections in the sports mm. world. I was planning on going through this off season. We will. We were going to have Emory Hunt back on the show. Remember, Emory had that big phone book of of draft picks. Oh yeah, we gotta talk to him again. Yeah. So if there was a guy, like like if there's a guy out there that that is to be had, this draft that could be better that that we could have that could be better than Jalen Hurts. At this point, I don't know who that guy is. Well, and, and so what I'm, talk, what I'm saying is the talk I'm hearing is the one kid Malik Willis. Is Jalen Hart hurts with more arm talent, but he's mm. raw. He, he's a project. So, do you trust your coaches to be able to coach him up? One, one, see, see, the the issue. Here's the thing, and once again, this is the power of receipts. I I was against bringing in Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Until Minnesota was willing to give up a first round draft pick for Sam Bradford. <laughs> that was that was a couple months after the draft. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm <laughs> I'm like, oh why I I, I will I, I'm admitting it. Cause because you could go through the archives and find it. I wanted Ezekiel Elliott. Give Sam Bradford this this run this bruising running back. We don't need to depend on Sam Bradford throwing the ball, you know, mm-hmm. 60 times a game. There's a stud running back right there in the draft. We have a top, you know, a top pick. Let's get Zeke. Let's pair him with Sam Bradford and let's go. Then they said Carson Wentz. And I'm going to be honest. Look, 
I was like, who? University of what? Where? I'm look, I'm not gonna be one of these guys. I ain't never I ain't never seen Carson Wentz play. Never heard of Carson Wentz. But that was, you know, what I'm saying is if that guy is out there, I need to be sold on that guy. We know a couple people who know a couple people. Mm-hmm. So if there was a guy out there, I needed to be sold on that guy. I needed to be introduced to that guy. I needed to be, I needed it to be broken down why that guy was better. And I'm not quite sure if I'm ready to, we had a, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm ready for a project. Okay. Bottom line is that so goes what back to my- what we said earlier this show. I don't want to go. I don't, we, we don't need no projects in the first round. So, okay. So what else? So I told you, you could get Deshaun Watson for a second round pick. I don't want to hear nothing about Deshaun Watson until all of his legal matters are, are taken care of. I don't want Deshaun Watson as long as that's hanging over his head. Gosh, I feel the same way. I just, I, I just, I, I just, I just wanted to get it out the way. Yeah, I feel the I, same I, way. I, I, I can't even entertain that conversation. And, to, and, and, and honestly, in this day and age, and, and I, I apologize because I'm, I'm, I'm really not trying to go there, but I want to kind of touch on it a little bit. Say it. You know, I, say it. I, all right. And, your name is on the show title. My, my, right? my name is on. All right, all right, all right I'm, I'm, I'm kind of putting it out there with this whole. When you look at how this whole Bill Cosby mess came about, well, uh, uh, where it stands now, and as it stands now, it, it, it looks like you know Bill Cosby's about to just walk off into the sunset, and live his life. But the whole reason that went the way it went was because somebody told, you know, somebody in power told him, hey, we ain't going to prosecute you. You know, we're not going to prosecute you. Let us know what happened. He told his side of the story. You go on down the line. Then you find out exactly, you find out the truth. All the details came out. Yeah, when the details come out, it's different. And now you're in a situation where here you have this man just walking free who's been accused of a whole bunch of horrific stuff and there's nothing you can do about it. So if they come out there and say, hey, you know what? We're not going to prosecute Deshaun Watson. This is over. This is, you know, all said and done. We then trade for him. We sign him to a big contract and then more details come out and we just tie to this dude. Understandable. You know, we, we that 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 worries me mm-hmm. that's you know and, and and fair or foul that's the type of state that's on you know i i, just, I don't i don't want that state and, and we live in an era of fair or foul where stuff doesn't go away the internet doesn't let stuff go away no no 10 15 years later you could still find stuff on mike vick mm-hmm. yeah people you know, are, people are scrolling people's tweets from 10 years ago and next thing you know, you're tumbling in the draft for yeah. six rounds or something yeah, like. Exactly, anything could happen. So I'm, you know, I, I, I get it. I'm, I'm good on Deshaun Watson. No, 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 thank you. Thank, thanks, but no thanks. No argument from me. Uh, you know, thanks, 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 but no thanks. But I, I'm, I'm good on him. I you just know, if, to if, get it yeah. out the way. 
You put the name on the screen, so let's get it out there. Well, that was, that was for Sonny. Sonny said it. And Sonny's mm-hmm. a good guy. And one day, I, and it, I, 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 we, we do need to get Sonny on the show. You need to experience Sonny. <laughs> or you need to. And, and we, I, I probably need to get him on right before the Eagles season so he can come on this show and explain to you why the Eagles will go 17-0. and 0. When he can break down with the analysis why every year the Eagles will not lose a game. You need that in your life. You, Mr. Nuance. You, Mr. Objectivity. You, Mr. Mature Sporting uh, Professional Guy. You need to sit down and talk to my man, Sonny Son, so Sonny can explain to you why every year it should be expected for the Eagles to never lose a game. You need that. Sonny's a great guy. Sonny's I my be- brother. He's an Eagles fan. He's an Eagles fan. I believe he's a great guy. I I, I love Sonny. You need to hear that. I need to share. And here's the thing. And he he will do it in a way where you're not going to be mad at him. He's going to break it down. And you're going to be. You need this. Yes, what's up? It's been. Almost five full years since you and I started working together the first yes, time. Yes, and I have you, yet you, to share you know me, with you. you. You know me fairly well at this point. Yes, yes, that's why I know you need to you do you, talk to study. Do you honestly believe there is any way someone could make that argument to me? No! And I no, wouldn't go. No! It would, oh, that's all I'm I need saying, to well, all I'm, I'm saying, I, I wouldn't say this to you. If I didn't know you, yeah, it's it's good. You, you hear this, Sonny? Preseason, you got your invitation. Sonny comes on the show. I just need him. You, we're gonna go down. We're gonna go week by week through the Eagles' schedule, mm-hmm. and he's gonna break down to you why they're going to win every week. And, and, and you're just going to sit there. Wow. I guess they're going 17. <laughs> you make, you make sure, you make sure that that, that, that glass, your, your favorite glass, you make sure that's topped off. Mm-hmm. You sit here, you make sure you're in your comfortable chair and let Sonny explain to you why the Eagles are going to be undefeated this year. You no, need I'm looking. That. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> fact, oh goodness! Oh, if, if you go, it might even be in the Jonesy and Brown archives. If you go to the Jonesy and Brown Facebook page and just look in videos and just go go as, as far back as it'll let you go, it'll have me and Sonny's old. Me and Sonny used to have a show on Facebook called Eagles Expectations. I shot it with my phone in the Comcast Sportsnet newsroom. We sat there one day was like, you know what? We're going to make our own show right now. Without the backing of the... We shot it in their building. 
in their newsroom. So, so let me to, let me be, be clear on this, and, I, and I'm gonna pull back the curtain for a little, slightly. Yes. So you were in a professional newsroom, correct? Yes. Yes. We we're in a prof- yes. We were both. And, we were both current. We were both working. Right. Or a, a a sports network, and, and I'm not going to ask you to. I'm not going to ask you to reveal any station details. Mm-hmm. But currently, in your day job, what do you do? Like, w- what is your primary responsibility during your day job? Making television, doing television. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you, you actually like work operate the camera though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to, to an extent, you know, I'm. But, but I'm, I'm in the day. Yes, you're in production. I'm, you're in yes. TV production. Yes, yes. Like this is bigger scope. You and you mean to tell me that in TV production, you in the newsroom. Yes, a, you're a in professional, the newsroom. A pre- yes. professional TV man is telling me he he shot a show on his phone. Yes. I was in there with my phone. <laughs> Look, so you know how to work the equipment. You got yeah. access to the equipment. The equipment's yeah. there. See, here, see, here's the thing. Now, if we had tried to make that show <laughs> using their equipment. They own the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, well, not only do they own the show, they own our behinds. <laughs> we got fired. Maybe even arrested. Probably sued. You know, they, they would have taken that. They would have taken that show, and you would have saw Eagles' expectations with Michael Barkan the very next week. You know, and that's but that, none of this matters to me. I'm all about quality content. Production, you, co- production quality if, is the if key. You're, if you're on Facebook, and you you have to, <laughs> if it, because here's the thing: once we stopped doing, once we stopped doing, uh. Eagles expectations because we are, we had both moved on schedules that changed or whatever whatever mm-hmm. you know the the Eagle Eagles expect because you know we were trying to be up on so there were multiple media, whatever epi- there were multiple oh oh episodes. yeah we did, we did like a whole season maybe even a couple of seasons there there are a couple of episodes <laughs> of Eagles expectations with Sunny Sun we had a Facebook page we created a Facebook page for this show. So you did and weekly it, episodes. Yeah. So I took I took the page. I took that page mm-hmm. that we had originally created for Eagles Expectations and changed it to the Jonesy and Brown page. So all the people who well, had so originally you, I, I, I never heard this story before. Yeah, this, yeah. This yeah. is news to me. Yeah, yeah. The Eagles expect the Eagles Expectations page is now the Jonesy and Brown Facebook page. Because the eagle, because we weren't doing Eagles expectations anymore, so we had a whole bunch of people who liked the the, the page. I'm like, right, we're gonna take all those likes and make them our likes. I I, I suppose I support the appropriation of likes. Yeah, we 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 needed we needed a page with some likes. So if you go to the Jonesy and Brown Facebook page, it's right there, you know, on Facebook, Jonesy and Brown. When you get there, hit the like button. Yeah, hit the, hit the like button. But if you go through like our, our, our media, you go through the, the videos. Of course, you're going to see all the videos that we've done recently. But like if you go, if you scroll like all the way to the end, you know, you, you got some scrolling to do. Because, you know, me me and you, we 
You and I have produced a whole lot more videos than me and Sonny did. And but, but and we have a lot of show. We had a lot of shows that never we didn't do did video for. Yeah, like, if we didn't yeah. start out because we did a full close to a year without doing video. Yeah, well, you know, well, the evolution of this show. Mm-hmm. You know, we 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 when it started with one on one with MJ. Then you, you you realize that you couldn't get rid of me, so you decided to put my name in in, in the program. Then then we were we were agree to disagree. Then the fools that already yeah two shows for like a maybe one show, one maybe two. Uh, I figured I thought it was two shows, but then the other guys who had the name said we had to change it. They was mad too. They was mad. They was mad about that, and so we changed yeah. it. Then we were offense, defense, and discourse. I think we did we did a bunch of shows with offense, defense, and discourse. I can't. Yeah, I can't we did a season. It. We did a season of ODD. Whole season of ODD. You down with ODD? Yeah, you know me. Yeah, and now we joined it. And this is and, and, and to be honest, this is show thirty three. This is show thirty three of Jonesy and Brown, and I think we did we did, we did like fifty shows of uh of OD, of. Offense, defense, and discourse. I'm trying to scroll. I'm, I'm going through it right now. I can't even remember. It's been a lot. It's been a lot. We, we're veterans. We're veterans. But nonetheless, Sonny, son, I, I, I will get Sonny on this show. And he will break it down to you. Eagles going 17. And, according to him, Eagles are going 17 and 0. Even if he doesn't go 17, he'll look like he'll look at every season. We're talking thirteen. Well, now it's seventeen seasons. Thirteen and four. <laughs> High 15 hopes. And two. Go. High hopes. Uh, I, I support optimism. That man is Optimus Prime. <laughs> That's it. He's full of optimism. That's why he's my guy. That's why he's my guy. That's why I love Sonny, man. Uh, shout out to Javon. He also said, "Is this fan base?" Ready for a project? Will they be accepting of? In fact, let me throw it throw it up on the screen real quick. Is this fan is this fan base ready for a project? And will it be accepting of year one growing pains when the season begins? Hell no! Not after not after going to the playoffs. You say whatever you want about you say whatever you want about last season, whatever perspective, whatever context you want to put last season in. Mm-hmm. And, and I think I, I, I think, agree with you, which is mm-hmm. why I don't want to take the quarterback this year. I want to keep building the team mm-hmm. so that next year you move up to get one of those guys like Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud at the yeah. top of the draft. Yeah. And you have a, a better team around one of those kids year, this, a year later. This team, I feel like I, I feel like people look at the way the season ended and they're under the impression that this team is a quarterback away. No. And that's, and and that's where we differ. I think the team needs more pieces than just a quarterback. I'm with you. I'm with you. Whereas, Mm -hmm. whereas if they feel like, Hey, we made the playoffs, but our quarterback wasn't good enough to, to compete. So if we bring in a different quarterback, we'll now be able to hit the ground running. And it's like, no, I, I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. 
I agree with you in the sense that it's like, you know, no, it, we needed pieces. We needed pieces to put around the quarterback. And maybe if you're able to draft well this season and take advantage of the take advantage of your draft capital as well as your, you know, your cap number, maybe next season you could consider yourself a quarterback away. Exactly. And that, that, that that's why I had the plan I have. I think we're more than just one piece away, but you have an opportunity with the assets that you have, draft capital you have, cap space you have, that if you get it right, you can turn it around pretty quickly and it'd be sustainable. That's the thing. I want a sustainable turnaround. We thought we had that last time with Carson Wentz, but post-injury Wentz was not the same feel-good experience as it was prior to that knee injury suffered in 2017. Uh, but what, for whatever reasons, we're not going to spend time dealing too much time dealing with that. But you know, we thought we had what would be a sustainable run, and I want to get back to a situation not where we think, "Oh, we're good enough to make the playoff," but where we're really we really believe we're good, we're good enough, enough to, to compete to contend for championships. And honestly, I, I just feel like we're one good off-season away. I think, like, uh, I think we're one good off-season away from maybe putting ourselves in that position. You get some young players to put on this defense. Mm -hmm. You know, you add to the depth of your offense. You make, so, you make decent free agent signings. And I understand, you know, and, and, and what I'm saying isn't necessarily easy, but it's doable. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. doable. You got to get your draft picks right. Your free agent mm -hmm. signings have to be the right moves. And, you know, it's, it's sports. You, it's, Nothing is a guarantee. So, you know, you got to make sure, hope those culture fit pieces all fit. But it is definitely doable. So, we didn't actually plan on talking football today. No, 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 no. I told you, we were. I, I wanted to talk basketball with you. I wanted to talk hoops with you. I wanted to, to keep going off last week's conversation. And it was a good conversation. Shout out to uh, Anthony Gilbert. Because Sixers went out, won another game, beat the Bulls. Mm -hmm. Lost in Miami. Without Harden. Without Harden. Without Harden, second night of a back-to-back -back in my in Miami. Mm -hmm. Now, this is so, – and, and, we'll and they for, were staying in Miami overnight after the game. Mm -hmm. So, you have to assume guys' minds may have been on their plans for <laughs> later that night. Do you More think that's so. still – I mean, who do you think – like, who do you think that affects more? The younger players or the older players? You got money and you got a free, you got a night in Miami. Mm -hmm. 
Who does they that affect? They, they were, had to travel Sunday, but they weren't playing Sunday. So mm-hmm. you can enjoy yourself a little bit. Yeah. You got the night in Miami. I think the younger players will be more likely to be caught up in the excitement of Miami. Mm-hmm. But the vets have the means to take advantage of it more. Yeah, the vets know where to go. The vets are the ones who have the connections. Like you, have, like you go to Miami. What you doing? You you going to try and hang out with like Rick Ross or some you know <laughs> some rapper, mm-hmm. somebody who you know what I mean somebody who, who knows the seed. Like the young players that go blow a game check down at South Beach. Mm-hmm. The vets, are, the vets will be at a, some private party at some place we'll never hear about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When's the last time you've been to Miami? Oh, it's been years since I've been yeah, to Miami. Same here, same here, same here. Uh, I think probably, honestly, probably haven't been to Miami since since my it, honeymoon. Because if I were going, honestly, if I'm going to go all the way down to Miami to hit the beach, mm-hmm. I might as well just keep going south and really go to the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. You know, you you need more stamps in your passport to catch up with Young Jones. I, I hear you, brother. I I, I hear you, and I, I'm I'm I, I'm I'm one of them people. Like, I'm I don't mind admitting to evolution. In a sense, I'm coming around to that. Mm-hmm. Like, younger me wasn't necessarily impressed. Or even pressed to have a whole bunch of stamps in my passport. But now as I'm getting older, I'm like, you know what? I I I I, I was never a big traveler. But oh, I'm more willing to give it a give it a try. I you know, I've never been in any I ain't never been in no islands. Uh, uh, other than t- you know can, can I tell you why that is? What's up? Because you're American. Mm-hmm. And Americans assume there's nothing to see outside of America that America doesn't have. Okay, I mean, okay. All I right. mean, for the for the most part, like, 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 yeah, like, there's old arch. If you're into history and architecture, you might be excited for some things to go travel. But like, as far as lifestyle things and conveniences, luxury, mm-hmm. even beaches and weather, most people won't really have much. Most Americans don't really have much reason to think beyond America. Mm-hmm. Never even considering that just the experience, the culture, the lifestyle, the people in these other places are what to make the experience, not just the fact there's there's sand in the ocean. You know? I get it. And and, and, I, I, and you're right. I'm and, and and honestly, if 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 the the situation presents itself, I I do it. And I'll you know what JV, I'll tell you this too, because mm-hmm. I know you're a man that appreciates good grill work. Yeah, I do. I don't know that I've ever eaten better than a late night down the strip in one of the islands with the lady outside with her grill cooking chicken and burgers. Okay. 
You speaking my language? First of all, you, when you taste the taste the meat, you could tell it's so 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 fresh. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And she and she's just out there like you know this is somebody's grandma. Mm-hmm. And, she, yeah. and, she, and she got like twelve to fifteen grandkids that she cooked for, <laughs> like taste testers, to make sure she got this thing right. And, talk that talk, man. Go, don't don't get, don't stop now. You tell it a good story. Because uh, you know it's, talk, it's 2022, so I'm sure prices are up. But you used to be able to give these people six, seven U- bucks US and get a whole platter, like the mac and cheese, the greens, the oh. chicken. Like, oh. You're doing you, and if I just oh. had two, two fifty, something like that, for a nice handmade burger with your cheese and your toppings. Bun toasted on the grill. This so so you know you just wander like you don't you could go to restaurants and eat there too, but just wandered off the str- up and down just, wandered, just just straight off the street. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! And they out there hey. with the grill cooking for you. Oh, what country is this? <laughs> go to Caribbean. Most of the islands, like if you're near like Any- the tourist areas, they'll be out just cooking. Like, or if like you're near DR, like Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. like if you're out near an area where the like the hotels or restaurants, or, yeah. or I should say the restaurants particularly, the regular hotels, clubs, bars, like like nightlife type spots, yeah. and you just kind of just wandering, roaming, enjoying the stuff, the, the area, uh-huh. you'll see them out there with their little carts and the grills, selling platters and burgers and. I, I'll do that. It's you a good time. My language. You talking that talk right now? So that's you, what I'm mean, like. You know what appeals to me, bro. And, and, and this is why I went here with you because I know. Yeah. Like, you want to. You want to eat. You want to eat good. I do. I do. I do. True All story. Right. Okay. True What's story. Up, Real quick. Uh-huh. 17, 16, 17 years old. Down in uh-huh. Barba- down, down Barbados. My uh-huh. man. Lance J. James Lewis was with me on that trip. We know we've yeah. been boys for years. He, yeah. he's we're down there. He, he's telling me, uh, man, you know, I don't really like fish that much. I don't really like fish that much." Oh, I'm see, like, that's that's a strike against him. I'm I'm, I'm like, nah, you gonna eat this fish? We go into the lady with the grill, the cart. Yeah. We gonna get these fish sandwiches. Oh. You gonna eat? You gonna eat this thing? Okay, like, yeah. Just just taste. You're speaking it. the like, language right now. The fish so he's, sandwich, yes. So he's like, all right, whatever. I'm a kingfish off the grill uh-huh. with the hot sauce on the fresh, oh, yes, on the, yes. on the fresh button. Yes. He taste, takes his first bite. Changed his whole life. Changed like whole life. Changed his whole life. T- two minutes later, his sandwich is gone, and he's asking me if I was going to eat the rest of mine. Like, this is the same dude talking about, I don't eat fish. I don't like fish that much. It's a whole a different ball game down there. I love a fish sandwich. Give me a fish sandwich, please. Love a fish sandwich. You speaking my language right now, man. I I would go I, I would go to an island just for a fish mm-hmm. sandwich. I absolutely would do that. Because you go down to the market where the boat yeah. comes in. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the so the fish yeah. come right off the boat to the market, yeah. you know, clean, cook all right there. Okay. So you're getting the freshest of fish. Night, yes, yes. 
Like these I need never... that. See, yeah. I need I need a barrier. Cause don't ask me to gut no fish. Don't ask me to prepare no fish. Mm -mm. They got the but market. Get it right out on the, the water. Handle it. Then put it on my plate. Oh yeah, the market's right on the beach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't ask me to like 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 people be fishing. Like shout out to you know friends of the show, Derek Gunn and Barrett Brooks. They be out there fishing. And that's mm -hmm. cool and all. Like, let me hang with y'all after you've caught the fish and you've gutted the fish and you prepared the fish. I hope you fry it. I hope you cook it. Don't ask me to catch the fish. You know, we're gonna that, have to work I, on you, JB. You you know how to fish? Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. We'll, we'll work on that. We'll work on it. All right, look, we got a guest, and I, and and he he told us that we didn't have a lot of time with him. I got oh. a guest for you. I, I had to dig deep once again into the personal Rolodex, close personal friends. This is a guy I've known for a long time. He, he's my he, well, I don't know if you want to call him my guy, because you know me, me, me and him, because because like people who I like a lot, people who who people who who like me. You know, we, we we tend to battle sometimes. <laughs> you ever do something with your friends and then you meet a new friend and they pick up on that? Me and this man used to have this battle in the, in, in the Comcast Sportsnet slash NBC Sports Newsroom where we would just snap on sneakers. And he's laughing as he's waiting to jump in because he knows where I'm going with this. Where, you know, because you're a sneakerhead too. You used to talk about always having having the hot Jordans, but you used to have to snap on someone who didn't have hot sneakers, and you used to call their sneak. You used to attribute corny people's sneakers to like the worst player you could imagine. So if the so you talk so you on the bus or whatever, you go to school and somebody got the Jordans on, you're like, oh, you got the Jordans, whatever, whatever. Oh, that guy's got on some John Concacks. Oh no. No. Yeah. Like, oh snap, dude got on the Bob Thorntons. <laughs> oh man, look at that dude with some air Kurt Rambuses. And that used to be me and this man's thing for so long. Like I would see him oh. in the street and be like, I, I see him at work, I see him whatever. Like, oh, I see this guy. He's got on the Kyle Corvers. <laughs> He's got on the Ramil Robinsons. <laughs> Here he is, fresh from NBC Sports Philadelphia. I, I know that great background. Anyway, you in the newsroom, <laughs> ain't you, brother? I am. I'm in, I'm in a little ducky corner right here, JB. <laughs> ain't no free passes out here, bro. You know ain't no, no free passes no. out here. Thank you for coming on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's Danny Pommels. Yo, Danny what's up, y'all? Glad to be here. Glad to be here. The, the, the pride of North Philly. Y'all 50 Temple minutes University. in. What'd you say? Y'all 50 minutes in. I was like, dang, my boy ain't sending the email. It was in my spam folder. I was oh, see, I exactly. That's that's where we go. You know, it, 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 we we ain't we ain't on that level yet. We you know, we still in getting people's spams. It's all I'm good. Like, How are you, man? I'm good, bro. Good. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me, fam. All right, hey man, thanks thanks for coming on. Real quick. Like, like what what you got going on? Y'all doing big things over there at NBC Sports, man. What's happening? Yeah, it's a lot going on leading up to this uh, Ben Simmons thing on, on Thursday. This is like the calm before the storm. But we did a Sixers Talk podcast today. And then we do a live Sixers Talk podcast leading up to the game on Thursday. 
as well as Sixers pregame. So it's a lot going on. Um, I'll be on both of those shows. And uh, then we'll have the recap with Sportsnet Central after it's all said and done. I hear you, man. Now, this is the first time I've had you on this podcast for a long time. I I want to know exactly where did you stand with this whole Ben Simmons thing? Where were you on the? Were you kind of leaning towards Ben? Where it's like, look, man, Sixers could have done better by him, or were you like, look, man, we asked you, you had one job. It was just a peculiar circumstance, man. Mm-hmm. So it got to a point where it was the best thing for both parties to separate at that point. You know, like we like mm-hmm. talking about going through a divorce or something. Like it's like. Uh, ridiculous, like the soap opera and the whole saga part of it is crazy. But I, I think Ben really like tried to catch them off guard with his request, and it did catch him off guard. And I don't, I didn't blame Daryl Morey for the asking price being high because he's a 25 year old three time all star. Like, how many times do those dudes come around on the trade market? Um, I think they did the right thing and waiting to get hardened. I wasn't sure that Harden was the answer because, you know, like I said, it's 25-year-old three-time All-Star with, like, all this potential and upside where you got a guy who's, like, on the wrong side of 30 and Harden, Lillard fit that mold as well. Um, I was – I want a guy – somebody who was a bit younger, um, but uh, obviously the the way it's turned out, 5-0 and with Harden in the lineup, over 120 points a game. Every time he's been out there, it's, it's worked out really well. So I was of the – ilk that they needed to get it done and get the right player for Ben. So I think they did that. So it all worked out. So now Harden been been here for six games, played in five, I believe, and then five and oh when Harden's on the court. What has anything has surprised you about what you've seen from Harden? The leadership, bro. Jonesy, the leadership, bro, the leadership, the way he's making his teammates better. And, you know, I I think all of us, there was a point there where, like, Harden, I I wouldn't say he was must-see TV, but he was on your TV a lot. Like, Mm -hmm. whether it be the playoffs and going against the Warriors or just his MVP season or whatever, like, there was a point where there was a lot of James Harden on the highlights. and So I I think somewhere along the way I wasn't – judging his game the right way because i missed that i missed the leadership i missed the way he sets guys up and the assists and um may- maybe he's we're seeing all of the honeymoon stage of james Harden right now mm-hmm. but i saw that leadership was probably the biggest thing even when he wasn't playing like you mentioned he was coaching guys up and in tyrese maxi's ear and telling george and the gang to shoot more and and since he's been on the floor we've seen that as well so mm-hmm. i think uh, guys are really taken to him and enjoying the 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 ride that he's got them on right now because this is something like bro, okay, come on, John. Like we talked about Sixers stuff mm-hmm. all all the time. Yeah. How many guys have they had like him? I mean, of course, yeah, Harden is a unique player in NBA history, but a guard who can shoot the three, create his own shot, and has a level of facilitation like that. Like, yeah, we, we had Jimmy Butler recently who had some of those things. But before Harden or Jimmy, you can go way down the line to think of a guard that they had who was dynamic in that way. His, his, his numbers hanging from the rafters. 
That, that that's right. how long it, Iverson. That, that's how Iverson. long it's been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it and honestly, I feel like we all had our reservations about Harden. Maybe, especially I guess towards the end of the Houston years, because you saw how he was used in Houston. So you were wondering how that would translate into here. I think people had said, a lot of people said Harden would work if you got the, the golden, not golden, excuse me, uh, the uh, OKC Harden, you know, the facilitator, the person that was, you know, the person that was set up Russ and KD. And you kind of see you're kind of seeing that now. Are are you seeing more of the a, the OK? You think you're seeing more of the OKC Harden as opposed to the Brooklyn slash Houston Harden? I think he's getting a little bit of a bad rap from the Houston situation because that had just run its course. Um, there was a lot had gone into what they had tried to build there, um, and. The thing was, I think that there was some discord. There was just some, whether it had been, you know, with the, the roster itself or ownership or something like that, things were just weren't on an even keel. Mm-hmm. And I think Kyrie upset the apple cart in Brooklyn. Like he turned the whole Eastern Conference on his ear by deciding not to get vaccinated because that changed the whole landscape mm-hmm. and everything that they were trying to build over there. So I think what I'm seeing from him is like the point guard Harden. Like I, he is a point mm-hmm. guard, bro. He is a legitimate mm-hmm. point guard. And to see the way he facilitates and he had 14 assists here in the whole home game, he didn't really play great against, against, against uh, the Bulls, but um, ends up with 14 assists and, you know, gets Matisse Thibel involved in the offense and just really has his thumbprint on the game, even though he's, I think he was like five or 15 from the field. So even though he's not shooting the ball well, he's still got his thumbprint on the game. And I think the point guard is, is the thing that is I, I'm seeing from him the most of, of being able to set people up and be, you know, dynamic with the between the leg stuff and, and the step back threes and stuff. So like he's got you Tyrese doing the step back threes too. He's he's got the young. He's got Tyrese taking step back threes. Got Embiid taking step and looking good. Whole team, looking yeah, good. <laughs> whole team taking step back threes now. So you you were mentioning um how Harden is able to play that real point guard, and I'm loving what I'm seeing from him in that role. But JB, you tell you, I have a thing with John Calipari guards. Because I usually say they're undersized two guards. They attack their attack guys, but they don't really run the offense. But now that Harden is able to run the one, and he's a 6'5 yeah. point guard, Tyrese mm-hmm. being an undersized two is actually playing his more natural role, and his height isn't an issue on the defensive end because Harden can guard the other, other teams too. How... Were you surprised at how easily Tyrese has been able to flourish with this new with this new combination of players on the court? I mean, but you know, look at this kid Tyrese Jonesy. It's like he's done with a smile everything that they've asked from from him. Just mm-hmm. like, okay, you want me to run the offense? Okay, I'll do that. I'm not I'm not really a point guard. And he has been saying that he's not really a point guard, but he mm-hmm. looks like a point guard. So he I looks think like the, one. <laughs> the the consciousness didn't quite it didn't quite register. Um, but now you see him playing off the ball, you're like, oh, he never was a point guard. He he was mm-hmm. an off the ball dude. And you can see 
also by the role Harden is playing, how Tyrese and Ben might have worked together as well, because Ben would have been doing a facilitating. Tyrese would have been running around, filling lanes, and you know, looking like he's on a skateboard out there, getting up and down the floor. And Ben would have just been, you know, setting people up. So um, I think the thing with Maxi is he's just come so far in this one year to year two. You know what I'm saying? Uh He's just come so far with the opportunity to do shooting, you know, 40% from three, um, which you would never have expected. Um, So I think the fact that, you know, I, I, I see your point in the undersized Kentucky guards. And I'm thinking, you know, John Wall and Derrick mm-hmm. Rose and like there are a lot of two guys. guards and point guard yeah. bodies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting perspective. Um, Maxi, though, seems like a giant killer, though. Um, mm-hmm. He just seems like the guy, you know, they block his shot. They knock him to the floor, but he still has that desire and that next gear and that want to and that you know, just put it through the machine and let's run it again type of attitude. So um, it's interesting to see how he's blossomed and who would have known that this would be a byproduct, a byproduct of getting hardened and suddenly Maxi would be like a big three with him and Joel. But that's where we are. I mean, coming into the game against the Bulls, they were averaging 85 points a game, the three of them. Mm-hmm. Um that's ridiculous. Like the three dudes putting up 85 per. So um, they didn't quite hit that mark against Chicago, but um, they won, you know, good teams mm-hmm. win, great teams cover. They covered the seven and a half. So mm-hmm. I'm sure yep. that, that also pleased some people out there as they continue to just, you know, I think I look back at it. The Sixers hit 123 points. I think it was against the Milwaukee Bucks before Harden played that first game against Minnesota before the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. before that 120, cracking that 120-point plateau, they <clears> hadn't <throat> done that until since, like, February 17th or something like that. Like, mm. it, it just goes to show, you know, you talk about him and the impact Harden has brought. The scoring is way up, and the expectations are way up, too, to go along with it. This was the team la- last year finished – Number one team in the East. They're a couple games, what, two games behind first uh, this season. Uh-huh. Is that a realistic expectation? Is it realistic? I don't think that's important. Is I don't think that's as important. I think Milwaukee is the perfect example of that because they finished tops in the East for two years in a row and didn't weren't able to win a championship. Then they don't finish top and tops in the East, and then they go all the way to the title. I think the interesting thing about the Sixers seeding is will they match up with Brooklyn in the first round? Mm -hmm. Um, That's going to be the crazy thing. And this whole Ben Simmons, you know, saga and it playing out Thursday in South Philly, I think there is something to him, like getting some of that out of the way Um, and then just, you know, kind of just facing facing the facts and letting the fans do what they want to do in case that does happen down the road where they actually are on the court playing basketball against each other in a high stakes, you know, playoff game series. So I think there is something to that, but I I don't even know the kind of Ben Simmons that we're going to get when he does take the floor. So how how far that goes, I'm not sure. Well, all I know is if Ben Simmons comes out shooting jump shots and and JB, you know, you know damn well that ain't happening. You know, damn well. (laughs) Ain't no, no way in the world. I mean, 
Now, now listen to this. He has, he has a theory. He has a theory on this. Because JV, because when he first got to Philly preseason, he's playing normal ball, shooting jump shots. Every time you see him, a video of him training, pick up everything, he's playing regular basketball, shooting jump shots. But in the Sixers uniform in a real game, he almost unconsciously does not do it. And I'm starting to feel like it was the long con where he intended to force his way out of Philly from the beginning. That, that's I, that's I where I'm not, starting to feel about it. Jonesy, I do not have a – I am not opposed to the long con idea. I, I, I am not opposed to that because there was sentiment that he never wanted to come to Philly. That that exactly. was Exactly. So, so I'm, I'm not opposed to that line of thinking. So as soon I as he feel like, inked the rookie max, he's gone. I just think it's it's simpler than that, though. It's just that I just think he just you just fall into your creature comforts. Like when mm-hmm. when the going gets tough, mm-hmm. when everything shrinks a little bit, when you know the pressure is on, you just go with what you're good at. You know what I'm saying? You just go with the things that you do well. And I think that's part of the problem is that so many people were begging for him to do more. They wanted to see him grow and mature and evolve. And I think there are certain players that fit that mold, like Jimmy Butler, Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, James Harden. And then there are certain players who don't, like Ben Simmons, and who hasn't evolved or or shown you anything else or, you know, Mm -hmm. acted as if everything that he has or brought to the table was good enough. The man's going to come out and be 6'10", Steph Curry for the rest of his career. (laughs) (laughs) At first, you know, he, he he's gonna lay low. He's gonna be in street clothes for this uh for this first game. Then we gonna play him in the, in the we go we gonna play Brooklyn in the playoffs and watch that man's gonna become Larry Bird with it. It just starts shooting. He's gonna start pulling up from the Sixers logo. And, and I'm not saying that much. I just think he, I will get arrested point, that night. He I just expect <laughs> I will get arrested. That man comes. Let me tell you something. That man. Comes out there, and, and and I'm not even saying this like I'm gonna have tickets to the game. Right. I'm still I'm gonna bank on my key card still working at at, at Sportsnet because it's still in my closet somewhere, and, and I'm gonna get you go like who is that big dude just running onto the court just tackling Ben? Is that Brown? <laughs> that man comes out there and starts hitting jumpers. I will fight that man. But that's, that's all I ask. I don't. To do. I don't. It's not like I expect him to be Steph Curry. But He's I, I do, Steph Curry. But I do have a feeling we'll see an increased willingness to at least shoot that open one when defenses are daring. I, I don't know, man. I, he's in a perfect situation in some mm-hmm. aspects because you got Durant and Kyrie who are going to shoot a ton. All you got to mm-hmm. do is just set them up and get them to basketball. Yeah. And Seth Curry as well who's going to shoot. Mm-hmm. So you just got to get them to mm-hmm. basketball. But That's I don't know what true. version of Ben we're gonna get. I don't. I don't know where where he is. Um, I've heard that he doesn't look good, and has a far way to go, mm. and hasn't really been working out or is in shape. But um, we'll we'll have to wait and see what kind of product gonna, he puts yeah, out there. I, I just think this is gonna this is going to make for an interesting tale, and you know, Absolutely. like as Jonesy talks about, like his his theories about the long con. You know, I I also had a theory about Ben himself and just in his attitude because I felt like what we saw this summer was the first time Ben had to take some accountability for the first time in Ben's life. This is Ben being forced 
to realize he is part he is being associated with the reasons why a team didn't win. You know, he's never had to face that before. You know, his LSU team didn't make the NCAA tournament, but you knew Ben was you knew Ben had bigger and better things. Yeah, he was already mm-hmm. checked out, right? Yeah, he's already checked out. You know, that 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 doesn't matter. Yeah, people just before, automatically wrote that off as other oh, teams not good enough, so no big yeah. deal. But here right. you are now, you have a team that was looked you had a team that was on paper as far as statistics wise and standing wise was the best team in the East in a wide open, you know, in a season where anyone could have won it. You, you know, you're the number one seed. You lose at home in a game seven where you can't even bring the, you know, you can't even bring the the ball across court. You know, in theory, what point guard lets their center bring the the ball down, down the court. Well, that's, that's what you, another interesting thing that's going to play out with Kyrie and him. Like, so Ben is like the fast break point guard, or like the Kyrie <laughs> the half court point guard. Like, how is that going to work? I, I I I don't know. I just want it to fail. <laughs> that's all I know. I just as I'm speaking as a fan, I just want it to fail. I just want it. <laughs> I just want it to end and poorly. So we can uh, continue to enjoy James Harden and go win this. Go win this chip. I got to get out of here, fellas. I know you got to get out of here. I see the time. We're looking at the the time. Oh, they're going to boo him out the building. (laughs) He's going to sit there and hit. I hope they show. I hope they show his face. Honestly, I think it might be tempered tempered back some because of the report that came out today. No, about Ben wanting to use the use that as proof that he couldn't play here because uh, for his grievance. So I think that might. We're we're smart fans in Philly here. That might tamper it down. So, I'm a smart but, fan. I'm a still booing. <laughs> they'll have something for him. Yeah, they, they'll have something for him. I, I think. And and and, and Dan, Danny, I'm looking at the time. I know you got to go, but uh, but real quick, tell people where they can find you. Uh, on all social media platforms at first initial last name D Pommels NBCS NBC Sports. So D Pommels NBCS on Twitter, Facebook. And uh, Instagram. All right. Once again, make sure you listen to the uh, Sixes Talk podcast. Whole bunch of them. After you finish listening to our podcast, of course. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> after you, after you subscribe and listen to our podcast, you know if you got some extra time, you listen to my man Danny Pommel. If, if you got a little North time Philly. left over, yeah. If you indeed, got a little bro. time left over, if there's a little time in your morning commute after you finish listening to us. You listen to my man Danny Pommel's. He's sitting there. He's he's holding it down. He's probably wearing some Starberries right now. It's all good. Don't even start. I, I know. I, I know you told your Starberry story on this on this fire. I'm sure I have. I, I'm not telling uh-huh. it again. But it, it's all it, it's all good, Daddy. Thank you, my friend. You're welcome, bro. Uh, thank Thanks you for having me, Jones uh, Brown. Thank you. Appreciate you, brother. Once again, that's Daddy Pabels. Oh uh, man, good stuff. Yeah, that is good stuff, man. Let's get on. Let's get out of here, man. Got oh, a lot. Yeah. Of, we got. I'm done. You you done? You that's all you got? My glass is almost empty. I'm done. Bro, I refilled. <laughs> I, I I I refilled. Hey right, man, it's all good. We grown. It is all good. Hey, real quick, I, I need to take take this time. Oh, shout out, shout out my mom. I got shout. Today's my mom's seventieth birthday. Happy birthday! Happy birthday to my I, mom. I saw that earlier, and I meant to say that myself. Mm-hmm. 
And also, what's up? If you the Atlanta in NFL news, uh huh. Someone told Calvin Ridley that the Atlanta Falcons could not be any worse next year. His response: Hold my beer. Want to bet? <laughs> the problem here. Here's here's the problem. Eagles were talking about guys that they could get, you know, might be available to mm-hmm. help this this uh this offense. You got Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. There's no bona fide number two wide receiver out there. Mm-hmm. But I had heard I had heard there's a lot Calvin of talent Ridley. available. Yeah, there was a lot of talent available. I had heard Ridley's name mentioned Ridley a couple would have had of to times. Been a trade, though. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Because he was still he was still under contract for another year. Yeah, well, the final year of his rookie deal. Mm-hmm. He was in line for his big contract. That big extension gets renegotiated re- about now. Mm-hmm. And now he may never play again. Now he'll play again. I'm, what, what, are, what are the odds he'll play again? <laughs> I mean, but seriously, though, as far as sports leagues are concerned, gambling is the most significant offense you could commit. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a more significant offense than, you know, just your standard. I got caught with drugs or a gun. Somebody, somebody had broken down all the major, like NFL suspensions. Calvin really just got suspended for seventeen games for gambling. Mm-hmm. Ray Rice beat up his wife in an elevator, mm-hmm. and only got two. Mm-hmm. Let me ask so you a question. What's up? How many permanent bans have ever happened in any sport that you know of? Only one I can really think of is Pete Rose. That was, was gambling. Gambling. Exactly. Of and, all, uh, of all uh, the stories of reprehensible things athletes have done, there's well, you only think of one permanent bit. Well, here, well, here's the thing, and, and 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 maybe to this is to Ridley's credit, well, Ridley didn't doesn't deny it. He's like, yeah, I did it. Mm-hmm. Pete Rose denied it for years. Only Ridley, admitted to it when it was time to sell a book. Ridley admits to it. Yeah, but Ridley, but Ridley he's like, yeah, I was making them bets. I was up, uh, I was up there on uh, one of them services. My fear is that they're willing to make an example of Ridley. That that's the fear. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. That's what, true too. Just just to make sure that nobody else like, oh, nobody only a year it. or. Yeah. No, you're right yeah. about that. You're right about that. You're right. All right, look, man, we got to get out of here, though, man. If you down, if, if you like Jonesy, if you want to be down with Jonesy and Brown, follow us Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Jonesy and Brown. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Jonesy and Brown. Give us a follow. Like all our posts. You know, sliding our DMs. We, we might, you know, you, you act like you got some sense. We'll respond. Don't, you know, don't don't come at us with no silliness. You're getting it. Also, make sure you download and subscribe all our download and subscribe to the podcast. Anywhere you get podcasts, search best in the world or to get all the podcasts we do. Jonesy and Brown, eighty three till infinity. And if you want to sponsor Jonesy and Brown, yeah, you definitely get in our DM. Yeah, He's like you see all this open space behind me. All of it. 
that could be your that could be your logo right there. If, if you're watching, if you're watching, if, if you're watching on YouTube, you see that little little Jonesy and Brown logo right there in the corner. That could be your that could be your company. That could be you. you you're looking at that. Either way, y'all have a good week. Once again, shout out to our guest, Danny Pommels. We will see you next week. That is Mike Jones. I am John Brown. Peace, y'all. You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to soundcloud.com slash B-I-T-W sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. You're listening to Jonesy and Brown. Brown.